Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 9 There is no need for me to write to you about this service to the Lord's people, for I know your eagerness to help, and I have been boasting about it to the Macedonians, telling them that since last year you in Achaia were ready to give and your enthusiasm has stirred most of them into action. But I am sending the brothers in order that our boasting about you in this matter should not prove hollow, but that you may be ready as I said you would be. For if any Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared, we, not to say anything about you, would be ashamed of having been so confident. So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to visit you in advance and finish the arrangements for the generous gift you have promised. Then it will be ready as a generous gift, not as one grudgingly given. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves the cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor, their righteousness endures for ever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their heart will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Like the football coach who calls you over to him when you've missed the goal, Paul keeps on preaching about giving. You thought the general feedback was enough, but no, Paul wants to get into it some more with a further head-to-head. He's an insatiable preacher, and don't you just love him for it? He keeps on pushing us towards the super generous God. Paul is determined you see the one who is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, you will abound in indescribable, surpassing riches of grace. Your cheerful generosity unplugs the bung unclogs the pipe of God's favour on you. If we give a lot to God, we get abundantly more from him.
For much of my life, I've wanted to believe that truth with a pinch of salt. I've wanted to signal my theological virtue by quickly adding, of course, this doesn't mean we should believe the prosperity gospel. I've been like the striker on the football pitch, being told he can score huge numbers of goals, who nods in agreement while listing in his head all the reasons that won't be true. For once, I'm trying just to receive the word as it is, to soak up the deep affection God has for me, to embrace the lavish generosity of his goodness and the abundant capability of his provision. I'm not doing this so that I can become filthy rich. I'm not doing this so that I get more for me. But I've come to realise that my hesitation to believe God's goodness has actually caused me to miss many open goals. And the whole team benefits when people score open goals. Our God has already gone far beyond what is reasonable in his kindness towards us. Our God is unchanging in his affections and abounding in his kindness. Why can't we just lean on that for a bit? Paul lent on that a whole lot. Without a caveat or a clarifying comment, Paul heaps hyperbole on hyperbole about how much God wants to give us. As we choose to be like our generous God, he opens wider the door of his generosity to us. A virtuous circle begins. We give and he gives. We rejoice in giving to him and he rejoices in giving to us. It sounds too good to be true. And yet saint after saint has sworn it to be true. And if I'm honest, I think I'd rather get slightly burned in trying it out than stay nice and safe and score no goals. Our coach is calling us into more. Why don't we trust him and become more generous than we dare? Let's become staggeringly generous, just like our God was in Jesus. Here's a question for reflection. What would it look like for God to make us abound in the indescribable, unsurpassing riches of his grace? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.